Well, hey, how you doing? It's uh, Friday, August 20th, 2021. Friday, August 20th, 2021. Uh, some nut job parked in front of the uh, Library of Congress pretending to have a bomb and demanded to talk to Biden. And that uh, snarled DC for uh, several hours. Uh, I don't know what that's about. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out probably next week. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends, Google Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you. Um, and if you can, bring someone with you uh, uh, today or this weekend and tweet to me questions or insights or fights at Cyberclops. By the way, it is Friday. Don't forget to look for the, the uh, flaming bag of crap left on your doorstep, which usually happens sometime Friday evening. Uh, they drop something in the news, politicians, in the hopes that it'll disappear before Monday's newscast. Uh, I try not to let stuff like that disappear, though. It happens sometimes. Um, but honestly, this whole week has been a flaming bag of crap, hasn't it? I mean, it's been pretty bad. Huh. So if you remember, I was shocked when face, the Facebook antitrust case uh, did not go through. Apparently, uh, apparently, the government complaint was a second grader's work. Uh, so the FTC filed a revised antitrust uh, lawsuit yesterday, uh, providing additional data and stronger details to back up its allegations that the corrupt uh, corporation has maintained a monopoly on social media services for the past decade by illegally acquiring innovative competitors and burying successful app developers. Uh, This was uh, two months after the FTC's initial case was dismissed because a federal judge said in late June the regulatory agency had failed to present sufficient evidence to support its claim. As I said, like a second grader's report, apparently. Uh, the suit seeks to force Facebook to sell off Instagram and WhatsApp and what would be the U.S.'s first court-ordered breakup of a company on antitrust grounds since AT&T in the 80s. Um, while the FTC overall argument hasn't changed much, the updated lawsuit is almost twice as long and includes more statistical analysis and facts to bolster the government's accusation that after repeated fails, attempts to develop innovative mobile features for its network... Facebook instead resorted to an illegal buy or bury scheme to maintain its dominance. And remember, we talked about how Zuck threatened the owners of Instagram to sell it to him or he'll make his own and run them out of business. He did that. Uh, The FTC said, and to further moat its monopoly. That's an interesting use of the word moat. And to further moat its monopoly, shore up, I guess. Uh, Facebook lured app developers to the platform, surveilled them for signs of success, and then buried them when they became competitive threats. After starting Facebook platform as an open source, uh, open space for third-party software developers, Facebook abruptly reversed course and required developers to agree to conditions that prevented successful apps from emerging as a competitive threats to Facebook. By pulling this bait and switch on developers, Facebook insulated itself from competition during a critical period of technological change. 
Uh, developers that had relied on Facebook's open access policies were crushed by new limits on their ability to in, in, interoperate. Uh, Facebook's conduct not only harmed developers such as Circle and Path, but also deprived consumers of promising and dis, uh, disruptive mavericks that could have forced Facebook to improve its own products and services. In other words, a company goes in and makes, oh, okay, I, I'm going to make this this app, this chat app, so um, people can chat with each other, and then Facebook uh, takes it over or copies it, and then runs that, because uh, it's a good idea, and then runs that chat app out and uses the exact same thing. Uh, I don't know if that happened. That's just an example. Uh, now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. Hopefully this Facebook, this time the Facebook thing will go through. Really? Like we didn't know? Did, did we not know this? A new report by the Movement for Black Lives and the Creating Law Enforcement Accountability and Responsibility, uh, which is short for, uh, which is uh, long for uh, CLEAR, C-L-E-A-R, Creating Law Enforcement Accountability and Responsibility, uh, the clinic at the City University of New York School of Law shows that uh, the feds suppress black activism more than other activism. Really? Gee, what a surprise. In response to concerns about the use of federal criminal charges against those who took to the nation's streets last year to denounce police violence and racial oppression, researchers at CLEAR analyzed the 326 criminal cases filed by U.S. federal prosecutors over alleged conduct that occurred at demonstrations between May 31st and October 25th, 2020. Findings include 92.6% of the cases could have been charged under equivalent state or local law, but went to federal charges. Let's, let's, let's uh, charge these blacks under federal law. Uh, the federal penalties for 88% of the cases were clearly harsher. 72 cases, which is 22.1%, uh, involved charges with mandatory minimum sentences. And while demographic breakdowns were only available for 89 of the 326 criminal cases, 52% of the defendants uh, identified as black, which is, I mean, that you think, oh, that's only 50%. But remember... Um, uh, uh, that uh, 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 blacks only make up 18% of uh, the population. I believe it's 18%. I could be off on that. Um, uh, 50 per, uh, 52% of the defendants identify as black, and the black defendants, 91% uh, uh, are male. Uh, Princess Masalongan of Clear, I guess her first name is Princess, of CLEAR, C-L-E-A-R, said in a statement that the findings only confirm what black organizers and movement leaders already understood. The federalization of protest-related charges was a deliberate and cynical effort to target and discourage those who protested in defense of black lives. According to the report, senior federal officials, officials promoted anti-BLM pro propaganda and portrayed protesters as violent radicals in order to justify the unilateral deployment of federal agents who brutally suppressed racial justice demonstrations. The report says the decision to charge hundreds of activists with inflated federal indictments for conduct that typically would have been prosecuted in state courts, if at all, 
stemmed from top-down directives from Trump and former Attorney General William Barr. Really? Trump and Barr racist? Say it isn't so! That can't be true! Uh, moving on. The Biden administration announced yesterday that it is moving to wipe out $5.8 billion in federal student loan debt held by more than 300,000 with severe disabilities. And, and this really makes sense. Uh, some of them are uh, uh, mental or, or, or social uh, uh, disabilities that make it difficult for them to fill out the paperwork that's required. Uh, the policy, which is set to take effect Next month, we'll eliminate a rule that requires people with total and permanent disabilities to apply for student loan debt relief. Under the new uh, regulation, eligible relief recipients will be identified through data matching with the Social Security Administration and will have their student loan debt canceled automatically. Education Secretary Miguel Cardona said, We've heard loud and clear from borrowers with disabilities and advocates about the need for this change, and we are excited to follow through on it. This change reduces red tape with the aim of making processes as simple as possible for borrowers who need support. And yeah, I, I, I applaud it. I think it's a good idea. There seems to be a problem right now with journalists and others, like, like uh, uh, those who helped uh, American soldiers, uh, getting out of Afghanistan. Taliban fighters are searching for specific journalists and collaborators in violation of their promise to let anybody go. Uh, Biden needs to step up and threaten the Taliban right now. Uh, threaten them that he will put troops on the ground unless the Taliban pulls out of Afghanistan, uh, excuse me, pulls out of Kabul. Even better, 10,000 troops need to go out right now and start taking out Taliban who are fighting to cause problems with the pullout. There's something, something needs to happen right away because this, this is a quagmire right now and it, need, it needs to be dealt with. And by the way, there, there, there is a want to investigate the pullout and I think we should go forward with an investigation now. As I will always call out Democrats quicker than Republicans because they know better. And Biden, you know what? He didn't do a good job. This is this is me saying this. Biden did a, a horrible job. I mean, in truth, he was hemmed in with uh, Trump and his decision. I mean, it's Trump's fault too. But Biden should have uh, been more prepared, honestly. Um, so they should make a bipartisan commission. Democrats are usually the first uh, to want to investigate themselves. Cuomo is a good example. I mean, Democrats were right on top of Cuomo. Excuse the pun. Uh, I believe there will be a proposal next week uh, for an investigation, most likely coming from Democrats. I mean, Republicans are already saying it, but I'm sure there's going to be a proposal coming soon. Moving on, a federal appeals court denied the Biden administration's request to pause a lower court uh, order requiring the revival of that uh, controversial Trump-era border policy that forces migrants to stay in Mexico until their U.S. immigration court date. You're nine years old. Hit the road. Get a job. You're not allowed here in the United States. I don't care where your parents are. No, it wasn't only a nine-year-old. It was, uh, you know, other people. 
Uh, the policy, uh, the policy, informally known as uh, "Remain in Mexico," was put in place in 2019 and marked an unprecedented departure from previous protocols. An estimated 68,000 migrants were returned to Mexico under the policy, whether they were from Mexico or not. The Biden administration ended the program earlier this year, but in April, the state of Texas and the state of Missouri sued the Biden administration, arguing that reversing the policy led to a surge of migrants at the U.S.-Mexico border that inflicted costs on the states. Uh, Last Friday, a federal judge in Texas ordered the administration to start the policy back up. Uh, I have no idea uh, who appointed that judge. The um, Justice Department appealed, and now the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit Court has denied their request to stay the order. Uh, Something about um, the court uh, denied the request saying that it doesn't look like you're going to win anyway. That's what they said, something like that. A revival of the policy would also require collaboration from Mexico, which received the migrants when it was in place. The Fifth Circuit Court recognized that in the order and and said the injunction only requires good faith on the part of the United States if the government's good faith efforts to implement uh, MPP, which is the law, are uh, thwarted by Mexico, it nonetheless will be in compliance with the district court's order so long as it also adheres to the rest of the statutory requirements. So even if Mexico decides, oh, screw you, I'm not going to do anything, uh, they're still required to do it. Moving on. Uh, It's going to be a short one today, by the way. Uh, Amazon upended the U.S. brick-and-mortar department store model built by companies like Sears and JCPenney. Uh, now the e-commerce giant reportedly has plans to open physical stores that resemble the concept it's helping to crush. And and a lot of stores are vacant right now. I mean, there's plenty of spaces that uh, these big corporations are desperate uh, to uh, rent, and they will rent to it at, at a discount. I mean, remember these big corporations that own these uh, big commercial properties. They own them all over each state. So Amazon comes in and says, okay, I'll take a property here. I'll take a property here. I'll take a property here. But you have to give it to me at $2 a square foot. $2. Do I hear $2? So uh, anyway, Uh, Amazon is expected to open department stores in the United States, starting in Ohio and California. The stores are expected uh, to to be roughly 30,000 square feet, less than a third the size of a traditional department store. Amazon will sell clothing, household items, electronics, and other merchandise uh, at the stores. And that's according to the journal, the Wall Street Journal. Uh, The company's growing lineup of private in-house brands are expected to be featured prominently there. Uh, Amazon declined to comment on its plans. Um, And and by the way, I I should mention that uh, the company's lineup, that's stores that used to sell on Amazon that Amazon crushed and decided to take over, just like Facebook. Right? Amazon declined to comment on its plans. A spokesperson for the company said it uh, in, uh, in an email that they declined to do that. And he said, we do not comment on rumors and speculation. Um, 
You know, these stores would also give Amazon central locations where customers would be able to return products. They purchase off its website and serve as, you know, like a de facto warehouses to ship goods to shoppers uh, in homes faster. I personally think they will use the full-size department stores, but two-thirds would be used as like a hub to distribute uh, for distribution of goods, and only a, a, a small bit maybe, I don't know, 20% will be used for retail space. That's how I see it going. That way they have hubs all over the place and retail stores for those who like to be on the, uh, on the ground. And it makes sense to do that. That if, if I was an executive with Amazon, I would do that. So let Amazon know that I thought of it and maybe they'll hire me and make me an executive where I can make millions of dollars a year and then leave you people. Uh, are, are you a Jeopardy fan? You like Jeopardy? I like Jeopardy. Uh, you were angry with the choice of Mike Richards to host, weren't you? you didn't that piss you off? I, it pissed me off. I, not because Mike, not because who the hell is Mike Richards? But because, well, Mike Richards is the executive. So as uh, I think uh, 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 Stephen Colbert, as he said, <laughs> Mike Richards, the executive, uh, decided to make himself host. That would be like uh, the Colbert magazine choosing uh, Stephen Colbert as man of the year, sexiest man alive. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, something like that, it was said. Anyway, history has a way of coming back to bite you in the ass. Uh, he quit after nine days. Um Richards, who is all, uh, also, like I said, executive producer of Jeopardy, saw his hold on the job undone with astonishing speed after unflattering and downright, well, really bad details surfaced about his past conduct and statements he made on an eight-year-old podcast series. I'm sure there's some stuff in social media, too. Uh, he will remain the show's executive producer. Uh, Richard's uh, uh, exit as host came a day after the Anti-Defamation League called for an investigation after reports surfaced uh, in The Ringer that Richards made disparaging remarks about Jews, women, and other groups in episodes on his comedy podcast, The Random Show, R-A-N-D-U-M-B. Uh, it was recorded in 2013-2014. In 2010 and 2011, multiple models working at The Price is Right accused Richards and others of discriminating against them for becoming pregnant while working on the show. He was accused of making disparaging marks about some of the women and for taking steps to freeze them out of the series. You know, okay. I don't know what their contract says about getting pregnant uh, while at work. And I realize that getting pregnant might make models less appealing to the show's viewers. I, I don't... Some viewers. I'm not saying I would be. I don't care. I wouldn't care one way or the other. But I, I, I have to say that models get there because of their beauty. And I notice that people who are considered not beautiful are not models on the show. I, you see what I'm getting at? Not that pregnancy is ugly. It's not ugly. But people see it differently. So why aren't there models that are not considered beautiful on the show. Why don't they do that? 
Anyway. He was accused of making uh, disparaging remarks about some of the women and for taking steps to freeze them out of uh, that series, The uh, Price is Right. Um, So, will it be Mayum? Mayum? uh, I'm sorry, let's get her name right. Mayum Bialik or LeVar Burton. Who's going to, who's it going to be? You know, I like both of them. I honestly do. I like uh, uh, Mayum uh, uh, Bialik. Uh, because of, you know, Big Bang Theory and because of the fact that she's a freaking genius. She has a doctorate. I, I Right? She has a doctorate? Doctorate. Does she have a doctorate or a master's? Anyway. Um, and I love LeVar Burton, of course, you know, because he's, he's, he's all for social justice and he's worked for education for a long time and he's a perfect choice. I like them both. So, I, I, honestly, I'm having a tough, uh, tough time uh, deciding. Anyway, I, you know, I, I should mention something. I, I, the show's over. You can leave if you want. But I want to mention that sometimes on my Twitter, I used older examples to explain newer things. And things change over time. And sometimes those older examples are not valid anymore. And that happened to me recently. So, um, it happens to all of us. Social media comes back and bites us in the ass. Uh, but anyway, I, I just wanted—I I just wanted to mention that it's—it's it's really not important. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thursday, August nineteenth, two thousand twenty-one. I really appreciate you. Uh, I truly appreciate you. I know you can go anywhere and get this stuff. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. Uh, those four words, Political Views TV Podcast, is what you go, uh, Google to find me. Uh, bring someone with you today or, you know, this weekend. Tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast. And I'll show up right at the top of the search. And uh, let's see, how did I do? Uh, under 23 minutes. That's not so bad. Uh, you can also tweet to me. All sorts of questions, insights, fights. Uh, come school me on something. At uh, Cyberclops is my Twitter. Uh, that's C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, I'm going to say it. Always remember. Government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. Thanks for coming by. I'm Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles.